success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and they rarely talk about it because that's not what creates success. Join us here where we'll chat with serial entrepreneurs, both men and women, and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship. We'll talk about the obstacles we faced and how to overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is She's Invincible. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on She's Invincible. And I am so excited to introduce you to this invincible one today. Deb Creer is a collation builder and warrior who is rewriting the playbook on how to live with cancer. Diagnosed with stage four triple positive breast cancer in 2015, and then diagnosed with thyroid cancer in 2023, she's on a mission to ensure that we are no longer fine with cancer. Her goal is to empower those dealing with cancer to embrace their inner warrior so that they build a tribe, energize their voices, and expand their choices. Businesses who have employees on this journey often have many questions regarding how they can support the employee. In addition to federal and state laws that apply, it's also important to have empathy in a difficult situation. It's also important to know how to deal with coworkers, clients, and business associates during this time. Deb works with businesses to help them navigate these challenges. Deb founded Wise Women Communications, LLC, an award-winning full-service public relations and marketing firm. She hosts the podcast, The Business Power Hour, which began over 10 years ago and is nearing 900 episodes. Oh my gosh. Get ready. <laughs> 900 episodes. You're about crowd to noise. Crowd yes, noise. Yes, yes. And the cheering. <laughs> the crowd cheers. 900 episodes. I just, I feel like I need to bow down to you as we are only approaching 200. Uh, that's a fabulous number. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Welcome to She's Invincible. We're so excited to have you with us today and excited to jump into this and share you with our listeners and your journey and your wisdom from your own personal experience. Let's do it. Are you ready? I am. And Cami, thank you so much. I am so honored to be here. We are going to have such a fun discussion. Yes. Fun talking about cancer. Really? Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And you know, it's so timely, right? This is Mm -hmm. October. This Mm -hmm. is the month of cancer awareness. And honestly, I think every month needs to be the month of Mm -hmm. cancer awareness, but we're going to do our Mm -hmm. part right here and give the people what they need. So let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today and what makes you invincible? Oh, oh my gosh. Well, again, thank you so much. And I'm going to echo what many of your other guests have said, and that's that we don't give up. You know, we have these adversities and we think, well, you know, I I have this on my website. I actually told my doctor, I'm sorry, this is not on my schedule. 
<laughs> and she looked at me like, you realize you don't have a choice, but we have a choice in how we respond. Right. Yes. You know, and, and so it really is that we just keep going and we do what we need to in order to survive. You know, I tell people every morning when I wake up, if I'm not looking up at six feet of dirt, it's going to be a good day. That's right. Well, that's one way to look at it, right? And that should encourage us all. So tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? Sure. You know, it really was an interesting journey. And, you know, so personal is definitely interwoven with business. I started, as you said, Wise Women Communications over 20 years ago. It's a, a group, you know, I, I love doing it. We have really fun clients because really, why work with somebody that you're not going to have fun with, right? right. Um, and so we, we have a lot of fun working with our clients. But before then, and this was, I don't know if this was foreshadowing, I worked for an oncologist and I worked for the American Cancer Society. So I tell people I know just enough to be dangerous. Um, you know, and, and so in amongst all of that, of course, you know, working with, with wise women, we and we do work with wise men, too. Um, but uh, but yeah, it uh, um, you know, I was doing exactly what we, we all should be doing. I had my annual checkup and got the phone call um, from the, the mammography center and it said, you have to come back. And I knew based on my history, that was not, oops, our machine got unplugged. It was not going to be, you know, something that, that was good. And so I went back and, you know, and, and it was, I was diagnosed, the computer diagnosed me because I did not have a lump. I did not have a bump. I didn't have anything that you normally would um, link with having breast cancer. I had what they called microcalcifications, which are these itty bitty little dots, smaller than grains of salt. And discovered that most women of a certain age have these because it's just a hormone change thing. You know, your body goes through this. And so you start, you know, just having these little blippy bloppies throughout your body. But unfortunately, for some people, hello, I had to be special. Um, they do turn cancerous. And so, you know, we went through several things, said, yes, it is. It is cancer, but it's stage zero. Stage zero basically means easy peasy. We're not going to do too much that's going to be, you know, too concerning. Had several biopsies, not fun, but necessary. Um, and they came back negative. And then I had the big biopsies where they actually took out lymph nodes. Um, and eight of 12 lymph nodes were positive. So I went from stage zeros to stage three, just kapoof. Um, nobody was more surprised than my doctor. She was like, well, this was unexpected. And, um, so decided, you know, then then I met with the oncologist, decided to get very aggressive with the treatment because these little speakly spots were throughout my body as opposed to just, you know, being in my breast. But, um, uh, you know, and, and so had a massive dose. I had a treatment that had eight different drugs, uh, chemo drugs, and uh, took, you know, quite a bit of time to do this because, you know, on, and anybody who's ever been through this or if you're, you know, about to the first time you get chemo it goes very slowly because they want to make sure that your body can tolerate it and and all sorts of things and so i actually had lunch delivered to the place where i was having treatment you know all these various things and um then several days later realized something was not right and it was one of those where i knew it was not 
a chemo related thing. I had a pain that was unbelievable. So called an ambulance, went to the hospital, which was five minutes away, which is part of why I am still here today to talk to you. Um, and, you know, had uh, had a complication that less than one percent of people have. Long story short, all sorts of things happened. Um, I actually went into septic shock uh, and it was it was not good. You know, it, it is septic shock usually is fatal um, because it starts your your internal organs start shutting down. So um, but my doctor had seen my oncologist knew what this was. So she knew how to treat it right away. Uh, so, you know, bless her for that. But, you know, went through all this ended up in the hospital for seven weeks. You know, we had other surgeries, had a double mastectomy. Got a complication from that that my doctor had never seen. Right. Because, again, I'm special um, and, you know, and, and went through all of this uh, part of this process. You know, my kidneys are not happy. I've had to have four procedures on my kidneys. I'm actually still in treatment because we decided we ain't doing chemo again. That was not a wise idea. And so, you know, but, you know, here I am. And. Of course, one of the things that was going on was I was still running my business this entire time. You know, there was only that that like when you're in ICU, it's a little hard to do that. But yeah. I was I was able to to run my business. I had people who could support me. I also knew that my business was pretty far down on the priority list. But at the same time, it gave me something to do and something to focus on. And I'll tell you, folks, doctors' offices and the hospitals have really good Wi-Fi. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and for anybody who can work remotely. We just carry on with what we're doing. Right. Right. And so so you address that. And then as your bio says, then you ended up with cancer again. I know. And that was a total fluke. I mean, that was kind of one of those funny things where um, I had gone in, you know, like I said, I go in, I actually go in every 21 days. So every three weeks and saw in in earlier this year, I saw the the um, nurse practitioner and I said, I got a pain. I got it. It's owie. And now we knew it was a pinched nerve. I mean, this was not, hey, we're going to get concerned about it. But she said, "Ooh, we haven't been able to run a CAT scan on you for a while because there's been no reason to. This is a good thing. Right. Um, sure. And and she said, but let's she said, now I can put down on the, the, the request to your insurance company pain. So had the CAT scan. Yes, it's a pinched nerve. We don't care about that. But it came back saying that there was a lesion on my thyroid couple tests later and my doctor called now when your doctor calls that's not a good thing <laughs> and um you know and, and she said yes it's papillary uh, thyroid cancer i said really bad words which we cannot say on this program um and but we caught it it's so extremely early that i did have my thyroid gland removed i mean that's that is the, pretty much the standard procedure for this but no further treatment um i mean i do have to take thyroid replacement medication for the rest of my life because your thyroid thyroid does stuff, but, um, but yeah, no chemo, no radiation, no anything like that. Um, so, and, and I did discover it was a totally separate cancer. It was not something that had spread. So it is, it is considered a totally separate type of, of cancer. Mm. Oh, well, you're right. You are special and it's a good thing because it seems like they're fine. They were finding all of these things mm -hmm. so oh, early, yeah. early that mm -hmm. they're able to mm -hmm. just jump right in. Right. That is amazing. And right. so, as you say, what makes you invincible is that you never give up. Mm -hmm. 
I love that. I love Thanks. that. Yes. But you know what? Like from what I see from you is not only do you never get up, but you pursue it happy, right? Like you're, yeah. you, you're yeah. passionate right. about, you know, taking this story and helping other people. And I oh, love that. Definitely. You know, and we all know and have heard that humor helps heal you, right? You know, and, yes. and so I do try and, and have fun, joke with my doctors, all of these various things. Um, I believe I shared with you in the the, the pre-chat that I, I chose to have prosthetic, or I, I chose to not have uh, surgical reconstruction. And so I have prosthetic boobs. And so, of course, I've named them. I mean, you know, there we have I have two pair. There's Lucy and Ethel and Thelma and Louise. Right. You know, you just you have to do this. And you but am I happy all the time? No. I mean, you know, I have physical issues um, due to I've had over 30 surgical procedures at this point. I think it's about 33 is is the number. Um, but you know, and, and so I'm not happy all the time, but we do try and and be humorous as much as possible. So it is, you know, it's 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 obviously very serious. And there are parts that you absolutely have to take serious. But if we can laugh about it, let's laugh about it. Um, you know, and, and that is part of what I work with people going forward on. You know, and, and sometimes, right, it's inappropriate laugh. You know, we've all, you know, we, those of us of a certain age, we watched MASH, right? And there yes. were times where, you know, and, and but I still remember one of the times when somebody said uh, to, you know, probably Hawkeye, you guys are laughing so much. And he said, if we didn't laugh, we would cry. Yeah. And that really is it. Yeah. And did you love Klinger? Because oh, I he, know. Klinger was the, the one. Best wardrobe, right? He was he was ahead of his time, <laughs> honestly. I know. And I know. he, he was bending he those was, genders before they had any idea. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just funny because um if you think back to that show, um it's like they did laugh their way through. They pulled right. jokes on each other. Mm -hmm. And, then, you know, in the most serious moments, they were still cutting at mm -hmm. each other. Yes. And, mm -hmm. uh, but that's how they got through it. And I'm excited to talk to you about that, because today we're going to talk about the topic of how life does go on mm -hmm. after this cancer right. diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And how do you surround yourself with this tribe of supporters? Mm -hmm. And uh, and I love your passion. I'm sorry that it comes from your own experience. But, eh. you know, if I was in the situation, and, and I was looking for someone that could support or encourage me. I certainly would want somebody who had been through it themselves. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that so much from you. And before we jump in, I just want to point out, um, I believe in our conversation, you we had talked about, was this a genetic thing that ran right. in your mm -hmm. family? Mm -hmm. And your answer was no. no. Um, I have had all the genetic testing and I do not have the BRCA gene. So that was good. Not especially for me, but for my other family members, especially my, my female family members, my maternal grandmother did have breast cancer, but, and of course we have no idea if she had the gene, she passed away, you know, many years ago, but it was nice to be able to tell my female cousins, you know what, from this side of the family where it looks good, 
Right. The only thing, the only question I have about that is that sometimes people will get that test done mm-hmm. and then they kind of slack on their right. yearly exams. Yeah, no, no, they think, no, no, you are not in the clear, folks. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to point out here mm-hmm. before we dive in right. is that, mm-hmm. you know, that's great if you don't mm-hmm. have the gene, mm-hmm. but you didn't have it and right. you surely had mm-hmm. cancer, as mm-hmm. you said, in eight right. lymph nodes. So mm-hmm. it was there at present and, mm-hmm. and harming you and you had no idea. Mm-hmm. And if you had right. only gone by a BRCA report. Mm-hmm. Right. You probably and said, oh, I don't have, have to go have my mammogram this I year. I can skip. Yeah. I can wait. Mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I think the scary part, and maybe we can talk about this in this topic, is that insurance companies are kind of getting lax in their testing, mm-hmm. in their routine testing. And they're saying things like um, delaying pap smears, like mm-hmm. now it's every other year, mm-hmm. you know, like what changed? Why, mm-hmm. you know, it used to be all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I'm just frightened a little bit about mm-hmm. the the changes that they're making. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to talk about that as well. Let's yeah. jump in. Let's tell us what we need to know about yes. this. There's so many questions. I feel like, you know, initially the the best way to support is to say like, okay, you just got the news, right? Mm-hmm. Now what? Right. Like most mm-hmm. people are mm-hmm. in shock and they don't they even are. know what questions to mm-hmm. ask. Mm-hmm what to do, get a second opinion, Mm -hmm. trust the doctor you have. Mm -hmm. Let's start there and then we'll keep moving through. Well, it is. You you are in shock because, you know, I I also had skin cancer during all of this. Right. So I'm actually on number three. I knew it was going to be an easy peasy thing to treat. And so that one didn't. And actually, the thyroid cancer didn't worry me either. Um, But when you are told you have cancer, your brain goes zip. (laughs) <laughs> right. And 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 worse, it goes to the worst case scenario, because we all know people who have died from cancer. And so, you know, that's immediately where we go to. And so one of the biggest things that I tell people and, and we do offer um, a PDF of top 10 questions that you can that you should be asking your doctor. Uh, but some of the things are, you know, first, make sure you like your doctor. I mean, you know, you could be with this person for many, many years. And if you don't like and trust them and trust is is the bigger thing, you know, sometimes you might not get along. But if you still trust what they are saying and, you know, and, and if you don't, then switch doctors. I fired three doctors through this whole process. Great doctors, but just not. Excuse me. See, my thyroid cancer kind of causes issues every once in a while. The, the post-surgery. But um, it, it you need to be with someone who you trust. And then I tell people on your first visit, where usually with your oncologist, where you're really discussing, here's the here's here's the diagnosis, here's the treatment options, all those things. Do not go alone, you know, because like I said, your brain is shorted out. And we all know that if we go to the doctor for, say, the flu, we get home and we go, now, when am I supposed to take that medicine? (laughs) And so, you know, when you go in for such a serious diagnosis, you might even be too afraid to ask questions. And let's be honest, many of our medical practitioners are not going to, you know, they're going to offer you information, obviously, but they might not be answering questions that are in your brain because they're not psychic. So write those questions down, take somebody with you. Um, One of the things that I absolutely love about my oncologist, she is in a very large practice and um, on, on each door in every exam room, it says, do not leave this office if your questions have not been answered. And, you know, it's, it's just kind of one of those things. And 
I also tell people, though, do not go to Dr. Google, because if you Google cancer or even, you know, more specific types, it's just overwhelming. And yeah. you're and you're going to get so much information that, again, you cannot process it. So, you know, if if you want to do that, I always recommend the Mayo Clinic and the American Cancer Society websites. They're going to to those are the ones that that I use uh, to to really get at least a good basis. But, you know, it's 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 OK. Then when you go talk to your doctor to question them, um, you know, you mentioned something a little bit ago. And, and one of the biggest things is you are your advocate. You know, you you have to be in charge the entire time. And if you're not able to, then you need someone who is. But your insurance company's not in charge. They might think they are, <laughs> but they're not. Your your medical care providers are not in charge. Um, you know, you are the one who has to determine what's going on. And, you know, and, and go in there with your questions, write them down. It might be that you might need to record it. And, you know, it's it's just something where we we are the people in charge. We are the warriors. Um, but we have our tribe who supports us. I love that. That's awesome. All right. So tell us about life going on after cancer. Well, you know, it does. It goes on whether it's five days, five years, 50 years. Right. And so the key is, how are we going to live that? And so we started this initiative called trying not to die dot live. My business coach told me that I needed to do this, who I just love dearly. Uh, she told me, she said that, you know, I did not go through everything I have gone through without using it to help others. And that really is the thing. And, and so it is built on the, the foundation of, you know, when when we are so sick, we get so focused on trying to not die that we forget that we have to live. Mm. And, you know, and, and people can see on the website there live is an acronym. So that's always fun because, you know, we're marketing people, right? We have to do these things, but you know, it, it's, but it is again about being that warrior and, and having your tribe. Someone sent this to me, you know, very early in, in my journey. And it says, fate says to the warrior, you cannot withstand the storm. And the warrior responds, I am the storm. And I actually have warrior tattooed on my arm. Um, and, and it's right where I see it when I am at the doctor and I can touch it and get my strength from it. But, you know, we're not alone. We absolutely should not be going through this journey alone. And so we have to build our tribe of people who are going to support us. I love it. So here's the next question. I mean, when I hear people have just gotten a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh no, like I shift into this. I have to help. Right. Right. But, right. But what I don't can know. I do. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Like, how can mm -hmm. I support you? Um, but like, what are some of the do's and don'ts around this? And what have you seen well, in your own experience? It's, it's a challenge because we do want to help whether it's a loved one, a friend, a coworker, any of those, but we don't know what to do because, and, and it's kind of like when someone passes away, we don't know what to do or say because we don't want to make it worse. And so sometimes we don't do anything right. Or we, and then we were like, Oh, they didn't, I thought they liked us. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. the, the other thing is we get too general. We might say, Cammy, just tell me if you need anything. <laughs> and you're so focused on trying to not die that you can't stop and think of anything. And so the thing to do to support someone is be specific. You know, Cammy, 
Can I bring dinner for everyone in your house on Wednesday? Wednesday doesn't work. Okay. How about Friday? Um, can I take your dog to the vet? I had people that did that. Um, can I go to the store for you? Instacart's great, but sometimes, you know, we don't need things like that. Can you, you know, can I come and sit with you and watch a marathon of your favorite TV program? You know, all these various things. So be specific. And even if they don't say yes, then they're going to say, here's what you could do. Um, you know, and, and, and it is good to ask first. I mean, I had people who bless their hearts, so well-meaning they had food delivered, all sorts of things. None of it I could eat. <laughs> you know, my husband <laughs> thought it was great, but you know, and, and so, yeah, I mean, they, like I said, they meant well, and that was absolutely fabulous, but it, you know, if they had said, what could we do? I might not have said, you know, hey, the the really, you know, spicy meal that you sent, you know, might not be a good thing. Um, but yeah, just be specific and be there for them. You know, it is okay to tell them if you need to talk to somebody in the middle of the night, I am here for you. And, you know, and, and let them know really that, you know, you're not going to let it go to, to, to voicemail. If you see that they're calling, you will respond. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where we might think we want to be alone and be, you know, right. We want to kind of gather ourselves in, but it can be very isolating. Um, I did a, a post on Facebook about, um, uh, you know, about cancer and somebody responded. I do not know this man. We're not friends. He's a friend of a friend, you know, that type of, of thing. And his response was, I have never felt so alone in my life. Broke your heart. Right. And so I, of course, immediately, what can I do? Um, but the, the cool thing was other people who did not know this man said, what can we do? Um, now, you know, not knowing them, you can't be specific. I mean, we didn't know what cities, so you couldn't have food delivered, all of those various things. But, you know, at that moment, that gentleman knew he was not alone. Um, you know, and, and so I think that probably is the biggest thing is we all just, you know, it, it does take a village. We need people around us. We do. Oh, and that's so good. I love what you just said there. So here's the thing. You know, sometimes this is sprung on us and we don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. And people say the darndest things. I know. <laughs> so let's give these guys a little guide on what not to say. Um, You know, I, I there are people who almost blame us or actually do. I mean, you know, how many times have we heard the stories about someone who was diagnosed with say lung cancer and somebody says, well, after all, you smoked your whole life. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Let's not say no, that. No. Um, you know, and, and it's also, you know, and again, they mean well, but as you said, we want to try and, and fix this. So, you know, when somebody tells me, you know, you, you can do this. You are so strong. Sometimes I'm not feeling that way. And, you know, so it's better to acknowledge, you know, are you having a bad day or, you know, it looks like things are going really great for you today. So just kind of go with them. Um, you know, I had people who, uh, sent me all sorts of information again, they meant well, but a lot of it I looked at went, no, no, mm -mm. but I thank them you know, and, you know, for their concern and for their caring and, and went, no, I mean, one person said, you can never drink tap water again. No, <laughs> I mean, you know, as I'm sitting here with my glass of water. Right. Sure. Um, but, 
you know, it's that we don't want to blame. We don't want to do anything that makes them think that we're we're thinking it's their fault because nobody wants this, you know, whatever serious illness it is, we do not want it brought on by ourselves. You know, even if we're silly and we play in traffic and get hit by a car, that wasn't what we had intended. (laughs) So, you know, don't point out those things, Um, you know, and, and, but, you know, it, it is, you do need to be empathetic to them. And sometimes I'm sorry, you're going through this is what they really need to hear. Mm, yeah right and that i you can't go wrong with that right mm-hmm. because right. it is or i'm here for you mm-hmm. right whatever mm-hmm. you need right like oh those are some of the better ones right i feel mm-hmm. like sometimes we want to encourage people by saying like oh don't worry you're gonna be fine It'll be fine yeah well it might not and how do we right. know that right mm-hmm. but yet we don't want to be like you know some people die from this like i know <laughs> grandma had that I don't care that grandma had that. And that is one of those things, you know, people will immediately come up with somebody else who had the same diagnosis and they either died or they lived. I mean, there's really only two choices. Right. And so, you know, so they're either going to say, oh, grandma died of that or, oh, my God, grandpa lived another 40 years. Mm -hmm. That's not helpful. (laughs) No, either way. Right now. And here's the thing that I love to talk about. And I, I talk to many, many cancer patients and, and caregivers um, is that we just because we get a diagnosis, then we all of a sudden wake up and decide we have to hurry up and live because mm-hmm. we might die. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're actually dying the day we're born, right? right? Like, yeah, we have that every expiration t- date stamped somewhere on us. Every mm-hmm. day we're dying. Mm-hmm. We need to live. Mm-hmm. Like that versus waiting for the diagnosis and then waking up and trying to hurry up and live or knowing you can't. I mean, you know, how many times have we heard people that have done their bucket lists? Right. And and they don't get to do them because they waited too late to to be able to, you know, a lot. We put things on bucket lists that we're really not going to do. Right. You know, I'm not going to climb Mount Everest, but, um, you know, don't put it off. And and maybe you need to scale it back or do something, you know, a little bit different. But yeah, if you're thinking this is what I really want to do, then figure out how you can do it. Yes, 100 percent. Because the truth is cancer does not increase the death rate. The death rate is 100 percent. Yeah, it's it, everyone like said, if who, we die. Right. Everyone <laughs> who is born will die. And yet we live like these things are increasing mm-hmm. it and they're not. And right. so I feel like that's something that mm-hmm. we really want to point out. And let, let's talk about you. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about mindset. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're going through this journey. There's good days and bad days. Mm-hmm. I mean, you recently just had this new diagnosis mm-hmm. this year. So the journey hasn't ended. It's no. still every day. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your mindset and just from your experience, how did you keep yourself up on the down days? You know, you're going to have down days. And I think that is one of the things that people need to acknowledge is that we're going to be blue. We're going to be mad at the world. I mean, all of these various things. I listened to one of your other programs with Samantha Foote, and I loved where she said, one of the things we have to do is we have to feel our emotions and we have to acknowledge them. Right. You know, because if we don't, they're going to come back and they're going to bite us. Um, So it's okay to have those bad days and to have those pity parties. I tell people, just don't live there. Um, you know, and, and do what you need to do 
to get out of that. And so part of that is I try to limit the negativity that's in my life. You know, the the toxic people are gone as much as as possible. I don't watch things on TV that are including the news, right? Yes, that is going to make me news. go grr, 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 right? Yeah. And, but there are other things like get out and take a walk. You know, as, as Samantha said, listen to music. I mean, all of these things do things that are going to uplift your soul. Uh, one of the things I really enjoy doing, and this is just, you know, totally random. And so not me is cooking because when I cook, I have to focus on cooking so that I'm not cutting my thumb off. Right. Yes. And, you know, and, and so that allows me to kind of put my brain in neutral and focus on something else. And so that really is the thing is, you know, it's okay. Feel those emotions, acknowledge those emotions and know that others are going through those too. You know, especially your spouse, your children, um, you know, anybody who is, is in kind of your, your realm, They've got those emotions, too. And so it's okay to say, I know you're feeling bad for me today. And, you know, do you have questions? I mean, all of those things. And, and you know, and, and then you go on. Um, but, yeah, just kind of limit the limit the, the life and the pity party. I love that. I love that so much. Okay. So you have a Facebook group where you're bringing people together. So tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Well, we do have a link to it on the website because, you know, Facebook groups have these long convoluted number thingies and, and all that. So if you go to trying not to die dot live, you will see, you know, on every page how to connect in the Facebook group. It is a private Facebook group, but you do not have to be my friend in order to, to be there. Uh, we made it private to limit the people who would come on and, you know, sell us the cure. Right. And so, you know, we want to make sure that it is people who either have cancer, had cancer, because those are sometimes some of the greatest uh, resources um, and those who support those people, um, you know, and, and so it's, it is, it's pretty much everybody, right? Because right. Like I said, we all know people who have cancer, but, you know, I encourage people to go to the Facebook group because it is a great place to connect and to build your tribe. I love that. And you mentioned your website. So tell people where they can find you. Sure. It's www.tryingnottodie.live. I love that. .com <laughs> .live, L-I-V-E. I love it. And that'll be in the show notes. So anyone listening Thank can you. click the show notes and hit that link and go right to mm -hmm. you for uh, further connection. I love that. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. And just before we get to the good stuff, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly, I have this great announcement for you. We are starting the Pod Power Hour, which is a virtual event that's gonna happen on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster, and you wanna come and meet other podcasters and learn what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this amazing passion of podcasting that you have, we would love for you to join us. We're gonna have experts there that are gonna be sharing their genius. It's gonna be amazing. So, and if you're a host and you wanna come meet some amazing uh, people that could be potential guests for you on your show, come on out. What a great way to get exposure 
be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend and it is on Zoom. So super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday. We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. You have moved from fighting cancer to discovering how to live beyond it. But what now? With so many emotional side effects still unknown, as a new survivor, you find yourself in a void as you navigate through the isolation, fear, and an uncertain future that can overshadow you and your family for years to come. Instead of focusing on the uncertainty of cancer, consider how strong and determined you are and think of the strength demonstrated by those who stood beside you through it all. Consider this. You now get to choose who you want to be and what your intentional, fulfilled life can look like. You made it through treatment. We can help you define yourself as a survivor. We're here to help you through this moment, to walk beside you as you shift your mindset from counting the days of life to creating a legacy. For more information, visit www.adventuretherapyfoundation.org or contact us at info at adventurefound.org. Well, this has been so great. We promise our listeners on She's Invincible that we're going to bring them fierce entrepreneurs. In this mm -hmm. case, we have a warrior on our hands. We're all warriors. And oh my gosh, but listen, we're not all telling the story and you're here using this as a way to help other people. And I love that so much. And so, you know, you've done that so well. I feel like we've covered a lot, which of course we're going to put the links to for the Mayo Clinic and the American Cancer Society, as you had recommended. Uh, a great place for people to get lists of questions. You also said you have a free PDF mm -hmm. on yours. Thank you so much for all of this and just for the, the information in navigating this tricky, mm -hmm. tricky time in people's lives um, and, and just great ways to learn how to be a better support. Mm -hmm. But we're not done. I know. I know. I know. Oh, no, because we promise our listeners that while we bring them these fierce entrepreneurs and we we spotlight them and their zone of genius, that we're also going to pull back the curtain and that we're going to be authentic and we're going to share the good, the bad and the ugly of the journey. People look at you and they think she's so positive. She's got such a warm smile. She's funny. She's beautiful. I, I can't believe she's been through this so many times three times and counting right like mm -hmm. you're no you know, no no not no ending. We're, oh, not, we're not counting but we're still like going through the motion right uh, and the treatments and all the things and and so um we want to just share with them the journey because people want the life you live mm -hmm. but they don't want to pay the price you right. pay right so let's jump in and tell some stories so you know to answer the good the bad the ugly Yes. Let's start with the yep, good. Yep. The good is you really discover what you can do, um, you know, and and and, you know, there are people who say, you know, God does not give you anything that you cannot handle. You know, that's that is is definitely one way to look at this. But it also, you know, you you do discover yourself and what you can do. You discover 
that life can be beautiful no matter what, you know, and, um, you know, I had nurses who made me presents to hang on my wall because it was Christmas time when I was in the the um, the hospital. And, you know, and, and you really do learn about the goodness in others, mm. which, you know, I I had people sending me gifts that were incredibly meaningful. Obviously, I will never part with them, but they were uh, these were people I didn't even think, no, I existed. Um, one of the you know, I have several prayer shawls that are up where my my animals can't get them right. Um, but I also had this one woman who really I mean, you know, we were kind of in each other's periphery. I had you know, no idea that she knew anything, even what was going on. And she sent me a handmade teddy bear. So that right there was pretty special, right? I mean, this is this this very cool teddy bear. But the note with it says, my church choir prayed over this for you. Now, as someone who has been in a church choir since I was knee high to a grasshopper, that meant so much to me. And, and you know, there's no way that she could have known that. But mm -hmm. it was just something that was incredible. And, you know, it's been eight years. It, it mm -hmm. still just gives me goosebumps when I think about that. That's the bad and the ugly are kind of well, tied together, right? Yeah. Well, let's um, start with the bad. Yeah. The bad is you do discover who your friends and supporters are. Um, and, and I don't want to disparage anybody, but there were people who, when they found out, they, they dropped off the face of the earth. People who I thought were my really good friends. Poof. I mean, you know, and, and I know it was because they couldn't handle it. Uh, my best friend was one of those people. I had texted her. You know, she was one of the, I think she was the third person I sent something to and didn't hear back. Didn't hear back. A couple days go by. And so my feelings are hurt, right? She's sure. my best friend. You know? yeah. And then she sends me a text and she said, I'm having trouble dealing with this. Give me time. Okay. So a couple days later, you know, there she was. She was, you know, and, and she's actually, you know, she lives in Denver. I live in Atlanta. She came out several times to be here to spend time. And and so um, but yeah, I mean, there were people who it and who really just disappeared, which was strange. I mean, you know, um, unfortunately, you learn about the healthcare system you know, and, and yeah. all of those things that you never really wanted to know. Uh, and so that was, you know, the, yeah, it's like, ew, OK, didn't didn't really want to know some of these things. But, you know, it it, it there there's definitely bad that goes along with this. Um, and then the ugly are the really uglies. I mean, you know, there there are, um, you know, like I said, 30 some surgical procedures. Some of those were done with scopes. Some of them were not. I mean, I have several 12 inch incisions. Um, you know, I, I'm I am this mass of scars. So it's ugly. I mean, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. Now, the blessing is you don't see them. I mean, you know, I put a shirt on. Nobody sees these scars. Right. Even my sure. thyroid scar. It, you can't see it because they put it in one of my wrinkles. And I went, mm -hmm. yay. <laughs> first time you're ever excited yeah. for a wrinkle yeah. right um you know but you know like clothes don't fit the way they used to you know you have to stop and think about you know am i have i packed all the things that i might need in case things go wrong um you know and and so there's all of those things that go along with this but you know, like I mentioned my scars yeah they're ugly they're nasty they're the you know, i've had i've had people break into tears when they have seen my scars because they are just that nasty. 
But on the flip side, if I didn't have them, I wouldn't be here. Um, you know, and and so it's, you know, I think I think it comes back to the good, the good, the bad, the ugly, the good, because yes. we are blessed. And, you know, what can we do to get through this? How can we help others get through it? And, you know, but acknowledge that there's bad and there's ugly. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. This has been such a beautiful conversation. I've enjoyed this so much. Thank you so much. This has been a delight to chat with you. But more importantly, thank you for letting us get this information out to people. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Like that is my mission is mm -hmm. to help people to have a platform where mm -hmm. they can share their experiences mm -hmm. and their wisdom and be able to inspire and mm -hmm. encourage others because be invincible. You it is to be invincible. It is to be invincible. Any last words uh, that you have for our listeners today about this topic? You know, really, you are not alone. Uh, it might feel like it, but get those people around you. Build that tribe. Know that they want to help, as we've been saying. They just don't always know how. And so it's okay to have them there. And maybe sometimes it's just that they're, you know, they're, they're going to text you and say, hey, thinking about you today. It's okay. Um, but know that you can get through this, whatever it is. Um, it's important. It is, is absolutely critical to remember that we're not dying until, you know, that actual time when we're supposed to, and we need to live and live every single minute, even if we're napping. Um, but, you know, make sure that, that you, you do that, that you grab onto life with the gusto that you have and, and just keep going. I love that. I love, love, love that. Oh my gosh. Well, you guys, you heard it from the warrior herself, Deb Creer. I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, just get back up, get up, get up because you are invincible. You can do anything, but you've got to get back up. Mm -hmm. You can do it. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please follow the show, submit a rating and review and share us with your friends. If you would like to chat to see if you can attract your ideal client and monetize your business through podcasting, please book a free call with me at CammieLeeman.com. I can't wait to meet you.